1: Hi, I'm Mary Payne Gilbert, and this is my podcast, Pain in the Pod. Today, I have a real treat for you. I will warn my more sensitive listeners that this episode may contain some bad words. So gird your loins or hide your kids or prepare your ears or whatever you might do. My guest is Jackie Schimmel. She's creator and host of the Bitch Bible Podcast. If you don't know about Jackie, you're not living. If you read the description of her podcast, it says, A podcast that dares to say what many are thinking. Nothing is off limits. And hosted by Jackie, your soon-to-be bitchy and neurotic best friend. Now, I don't find Jackie to be neurotic. She's sometimes offensive, but she's always hilarious. Sometimes Jackie's podcast is a stream of consciousness rant about what's going on in her life or her dog, Leo, or her husband, Andrew. Sometimes she interviews people and both are equally entertaining. There have been times that I have laughed so hard that I've had to rewind it or in one case, pull my car over so I didn't have an accident. You have to fully absorb what she's saying. Jackie, welcome to the podcast. And uh, my first question is, what is Leo doing right now? I
0: don't think I can. Oh, okay, thank you for that gorgeous intro. It's so nice. I can't wait to, like, re-listen to that every morning. Um, Leo is currently in bed sleeping with my husband.
1: Oh, okay. Well, hopefully I'll see that on Instagram story later today.
0: You will. He doesn't like to get out of bed until about 10.30 a.m. That's when he rises.
1: Well, he, he, he's living my dream then. Me too. <laughs> okay, now now tell me how you started your podcast.
0: Actually, like a really star story. So I was working at a receptionist at an investment bank, if you can even believe that. I tried to get fired for months. I was trying to, like, get that severance, you know, the whole thing. Um, and they just wouldn't fire me. I have no idea why I was, like, the worst employee. So I was so bored working there. I started um, writing these just, like, scathing, ridiculously inappropriate um, housewife recap, and I was operating basically this like side writing business out of my day job, and um, I got published in something, I forget what it was, if it was like BuzzFeed or Cosmo, it was some like major kind of news portal, and they found it at Watch What Happens Live and invited me to come do the show as a bartender, So I lied and said I had food poisoning and then flew to New York to do the bartender gig. Now, I didn't really think this through because I just assumed nobody in my office would be watching the show, but the head of HR totally saw me on live television um, while I was like supposedly like at home, you know, barfing my brains out. And um, so while I was there, I met with the, the president of Embassy Row, which is the production company that... Uh, does a bunch of shows on Bravo and Watch What Happens Live and they were like, listen, we're starting to see, we'd love for you to host a podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck's a podcast? Like, what, what is going on? So I came back to LA. The, I was seriously reprimanded by the HR department for obvious reasons. And then in a real power move and one of the stupidest decisions I've ever made, but ended up being amazing, uh, quit my job. And this is podcast and made no money for a very long time.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. so that I I knew some of that story, but I didn't know all of that story. That's uh, that is a pretty ballsy move, pretty funny. But you had no you had no history in comedy or comedy writing. You just started doing it from your uh, day job at the investment banking firm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always really wanted to be like a writer because I am, you know, was a coward and I could just really articulate myself with words and then I wouldn't have to like live with the consequences. Um, so podcasting seemed like a safe bet because you can just hide behind a microphone, but I have, I had no, uh, desires to do comedy or any, any of that. I mean, I worked at Chelsea lately for two years, I was a PA. And then I worked on a bunch of her pilots that she produced for different comedians like Heather McDonald and Whitney Cummings and Ross. And um, so I kind of knew, like, that side of it. And I witnessed a lot of, like, uh, comedians and writing and how to format a show and production and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I was working at an investment bank. And, you know, to this day, like, I would never do stand-up. I don't consider myself a comedian Um, Or anything close to it, you know.
1: Well, that's impressive. Um, So that leads me to my next question: Is how do you decide your topics for these uh, free-flowing stream of conscious uh, podcasts? Uh, My daughter and I, you know, my daughter is your biggest fan, and we were listening inappropriately this morning on the way to school to the one you. She and her friend, and her friend was like, "What." is this I was like just listen it's funny and you were talking and you were talking about fisting um of course I was like I was like it's fine um <laughs> so when you decide to go through these topics do you just do you make a little bullet point and say I'm just going to let it flow or do you just sit down and and let it come out of you as it were
0: you know I would love to say that I even have, like, a shrivel of professionalism, and I, like, get a little notepad or, like, get on my computer and, like, do these bullet points, but I find that that doesn't really work for me. At the beginning of the podcast, I used to really, like, do very, very extensive outlines and stories. And I felt like it just didn't sound like me, and I wasn't being myself, and I was so, like, worried about following a structure because I had all these people in my ear telling me that, you know, a podcast is like a television show. There needs to be segments. It needs to be formatted. And the second that I stopped listening to other people, I found kind of, like, what I think is the most natural flow for me. So I do zero preparation. I kinda just like when I feel amped up and I'm in a good feisty mood, I typically just podcast. I just go. I start with an intro. I kinda like recap anything that's funny that's happened and then from there I just kind of snowball and I find that it's more authentic and just just by nature of the fact that it's not pre planned, I think it's automatically funnier. Um, I'm, like, very sensitive to people doing bits. I hate it. It's cringy. And I just – uh I think that when it's off the cuff and it's real and it's authentic, and even if it kind of doesn't make sense and it just sounds absolutely bizarre or, like, you're possessed, I think that that's kind of just something – I think it's funnier. So I'm appealing to myself, really.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it, it's it's funny. I mean, the one this morning uh, that we listened to and you were saying, I just woke up in the mood and I feel great. And so here we go. And we went from Botox to High School Reunion to I, I don't even know if you mentioned Nell or the other sister. That's you, those are usually uh, my favorites because I'm, you know, older and I'm like, oh, I get it. I love those movies.
0: Oh, I love him, too. That <laughs>
1: um, now, earlier I mentioned Leo. This is your dog. So Leo is the most beautiful dog on the planet.
0: I'm so glad you're saying that because all of my friends tell me that he's not as cute as I think he is, and I probably should never speak to any of them ever again. I don't know if they're just trying to keep me humble, but I literally think he's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: A long time ago, I sent you a Snapchat or an Instagram or something. You had posted something with Leo, and I said, "You know, I'm dying to get um, a Shih Tzu myself, and I'm trying to tell my family that if Leo is any example, it would be the perfect dog for us because Leo is very lazy, and that's the kind of dog I en- that's the kind of dog I enjoy."
0: Oh, so lazy! I mean, they were like bred to just be lap dogs, so they require zero exercise. They just want to sleep all day long, and it's the cutest. Status most pathetic thing. I love it.
1: That's the kind of dog I'm aiming for. Now, what about Andrew? Is he more or less tolerant of your antics since you're married?
0: Um, He is completely tolerant. He is so unamused by everything that I do. I mean, just yesterday. He, like, said something. He was like, hey, you think you could switch over the laundry once in a while? Like, he made, like, just some funny comment. He was totally joking and he, like, he just knows how crazy I am, and he had his shoes right by our front door. And I just held eye contact with him, and I took his shoes, and I threw them into our neighbor's backyard. So he had to knock on the door and retrieve his shoes from the neighbor's just because he made, like, one little comment. So he's, and, and like, most people get so mad because it's so ridiculous, but he just, like, instantly went out the door, knocked on the neighbor's <laughs> just is so used to me.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> I am laughing, but because of the way we're recording this, I'm not supposed to laugh into the microphone. So I'm just leaning back and laughing and wiping my tears because Andrew is um, not only very good looking and successful, he's also apparently a saint.
0: I don't know what's wrong with him, to be totally <laughs> honest. Like, I think like he's definitely going to snap one day, but that day has not come. And when it does come, I will be ready for it.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some of your life mantras. Um, We recently on your Facebook page, you asked people to compile a list because I think you were trying to do some merch, which I'm just living for. So you were like, this is the most self-indulgent thing. But can everybody list some funny things that I've said? Uh, I'd like to recite to you uh, some of my personal favorites. Oh, please. Here we okay. go. Okay. Uh, uh, charity starts at home. True. Yes. Um, and the more you know, cue the rainbow.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is one I use all the time. Uh, take that with you on your journey.
0: <laughs> Insightful. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> and don't forget about um, cringe sweats.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. It's a
1: thing. Um, another good one that I try to tell my daughter, your face is your base. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's not lovely to say, but it is kind of true.
1: And of course, what you remind your husband all the time that you are gone girl adjacent.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true.
1: Sometimes your hair is John Bonnet adjacent.
0: All the time. I mean, it is John Bonnet, but I handle my shit, so <laughs> you'll never see it.
1: And then one that has been stolen from you, Live Laugh Lou.
0: Oh, yes. A completely, completely stolen, but at least. Luann uh, gives me credit here and there.
1: Luann tags you on stuff on Instagram that has nothing to do with you.
0: Uh, Thank you because I'm so glad that people are catching on because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea why I'm being tagged in any of her videos that have literally, it'll be like her like trying on necklaces. And then I'm just like tagged in the video. And I don't understand why, but I'm not asking questions.
1: (laughs) And then the best one is if you aren't fluctuating, you aren't living.
0: That might be the truest of all of them because you gotta be fluctuating. I mean, I fluctuate every single day of day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I as I was discussing with my daughter in the morning, I was telling her that and she said, I don't know what fluctuating means. I was like, Oh, okay, I'm glad we're paying for school. But it means if you <laughs> if your weight is going up and down, then you know, you're not living. She was like, Oh, well that's really true and I was like, Oh, I'm probably giving her an eating disorder. Um <laughs> Did I forget any, uh, any good ones, any of your personal faves?
0: Um, no, I mean, I feel like you got them all. I don't really even remember most of the things I say because it's like verbal like Tourette's where I just, I talk and I have no concept of what I'm actually saying. So I think, you yeah, know, I think you nailed them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Patreon. Now, I know you don't put them out often, but when you do, it's, it's really worth it. Uh, you recently had a cooking episode and then you also had Justice for Jackie, where you addressed the, uh, the so-called feud between you and Stassi.
0: Oh, yes. That was to do. I felt very strongly about that. <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to ask you, what what moves you to put out an episode?
0: You know, if there's something that is just going on very impulsively or I read something that just pisses me off and I just kind of want to do it like in a very quick, honest, uh, unedited with no ads, just like I just want to put a blurb out that's not a full 45-minute episode, um, that's kind of when I go to Patreon just because I can say what I need to say. It doesn't have to be. Uh, go through the waves and the, of the production company and the ads and all of that. So it kind of lets you, like, have hold like a little private press conference, I feel like. Um So for that, it's great. And also if you just want a back catalog of episodes, you know, it's a great way to do that. I used it while I was transitioning through production companies. So that was the way that I could put out episodes and not have to give ad revenue to people who didn't deserve it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so speaking of your Facebook group, which is great, um, I went to the Facebook group to do my job for me and get some questions. And then you started answering the questions. And I had to say quit because I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, quit answering the questions. I'm trying to get some for my interview. But here was a, Here was a good one. Mary Shag Kill. Jonah Hill. Harry Styles. Ooh. John Mayer. Oh,
0: man, you know, I, this would be difficult because I'm going to, like, most people would think I would just want to marry Harry, but I think I might, I mean, Jonah has longevity, like, he'll love me forever because I'm cuter than him, so you have to think about that, a, you know, long-term relationship, but I know Harry, and Harry's very loyal and, like, lovely, I think I'm going to marry Harry I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to shag John Mayer, and I'm going to kill little Jonah.
1: That's the way I would go as well.
0: I think that that's, yeah. I mean, I could marry Jonah and fuck Harry and kill John Mayer, but that's an afterthought. I think I'm going with my original answer.
1: Well, my thought is you have to go with who's bringing the most talent to the world that you would not want to get rid of. So Harry and John Mayer are bringing a lot of talent to the world. that You know, the world would be sad without them.
0: I would be very sad. Without them.
1: What if I threw Chris Martin in there? What would you do?
0: Like if we... It, okay, so if we got rid of Jonah and it was Chris Martin, that would be so fucking hard. I would uh, fuck Harry, marry Chris Martin, and then I would kill John Mayer.
1: Oh, RIP John Mayer.
0: Sorry, Johnny.
1: <laughs> and then another question from the Facebook group was, what's your opinion on live podcasts?
0: I think live podcasts are great. I think that it takes a very... Um, a very certain kind of a podcaster to make a live podcast more fun than what you're listening to. I've done live podcasts before. I have a great time. I prefer to do them by myself. I've done them with other podcasters. And um, I just think it's really like about the guest, And I think it's about how well you do off the cuff. If you're not someone that is very comfortable just freeballing it, if you will, I have no other word or verb that I could use instead of that. Um, then you're going to be golden. I think that if you're someone that is very reliant on uh, like an outline format, that may then maybe it's not for you. I think it's great. I'm going to be doing them um, after the first of the year. Where I think we're doing Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and then Dallas. So I'm like super excited about it. I think they're great.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I wish you were coming to DC.
0: I know. I know. Me too. Next, maybe maybe soon.
1: Okay. Now, would you ever do a bitch bible group meet up where you come and have a, a drinks, you know, amongst your amongst your fans, amongst your people?
0: Yeah, I would totally do that. I mean, I'm pretty open about the fact that I am like the absolute worst in the digital media space because it's just I mean, I'm not great at Instagram. I don't do outfit posts. I don't have a blog. I'm like I'm doing the bare minimum, you know what I mean? And I very much so am a little bit uncomfortable with the whole premise of having, like, I don't like the word fans. I think that that's so bizarre. I don't like naming listeners. I think that's weird. Uh You know, I feel, like, very lucky to even be able to do what I get to do and be compensated and, you know, it's it's a dream. So I would love to do a meetup. I just don't even know how to go about organizing one. And then I'd be afraid nobody would show up or think I was the best. So, you know, I'll, I'm going to get to it.
1: Yeah. People would show up and I don't think anyone would think you were fat. Um, unless you wore the, the gold lame sweatpants that you were threatening to wear to your uh, high school reunion.
0: Yeah, not flattering.
1: <laughs> Somebody did ask you uh, Your least favorite sponsor That you had to promote And you wrote back right away Modcloth
0: Oh well you said it Not me
1: No no Yeah 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 So let's address these rumors So we know things are coming up for you You just mentioned the live shows And I've heard rumors swirling around That you're working on something With Morgan Stewart Or you're possibly working On a project with Stasi. So would you like to address these rumors
0: Sure, yeah. I'm like an open book. I don't give a fuck. Um, I did a show with Stassi and I did a show with Morgan. Um, You know, we did it. They didn't work out. And now I'm currently working with, actually, I probably shouldn't say the company, but um, I'm doing my own thing now. We're we're doing television development. So whether it's for me or for somebody else, you know, I really want to bring more funny people to television. I feel like there's like not enough funny people, funny, transparent, like real people. And especially in in this social climate, like sometimes we just need to talk shit and stop being so PC. So um, we're doing that and it's been great so far. But, uh, you know, the other projects uh, I've kind of parted with.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So you addressed it. So those two things happen, but they're not happening. And then there's something else happening, but we'll know what it is eventually.
0: Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it, but the other two things that we did, um, yeah, I did with Morgan they were separate, separate shows and um, they were great, but it just didn't work out, you know, nature, the nature of the animal, I guess.
1: Um. Somebody asked you one time, and I can't remember who it was, asked you what was the uh, worst guest you ever had. And I think that you said not necessarily worst, but it was uh, difficult to interview Cardi B.
0: Yeah. You know, I I blame myself for how bad that interview went because I did not understand. I mean, I didn't understand her reach at the point she was still on, like, Love and Hip Hop, and she – had just She was promoting her EP, and, you know, she had like 5 million Instagram followers. I knew that she was kind of just like an Instagram famous. She did all these funny little clips and bits, and I actually uh, tried to cancel the episode three times just because I didn't get her, and then when we finally brought her in, I just felt like it, I didn't get her at all, and I felt like I uh, came off a little condescending Uh, During the episode And that's why it's my least favorite Because I look like an asshole Basically
1: (laughs) See I don't remember it that way But you did put out some clips later Where it was just her talking about People getting concrete injected into their ass
0: Yes We regurgitated that episode quite a few times You know (laughs) As you do
1: Yes I I mean that I I can't imagine that's comfortable to sit on No (laughs) No um, what have been some other guests that you've had that were like you were fawning over or you just like couldn't believe that you got them and it was like a dream come true? Or has it happened yet?
0: I don't think that's really happened yet, to be totally honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I've done it for RuPaul. That would be like, I mean, just top of the food chain for me. Um, my favorite guests that I've had on are people that I just have a great connection with. I loved having Michael Rappaport on. I love Morgan Stewart. She comes on a lot. I love Erin uh, Foster was a great episode. Stassi's always fun. I love having my friends on. I love having my, my bitch-ass cousin, Joanna, who's just like a single mom of a three-year-old who comes on and just like fully, fully exposes herself in more ways than one. You know, I'm pretty comfortable with, Everybody that we've had on, it's been, like, really natural. And, uh, yeah, there's no one yet that I've been like, oh, my God. And I don't know that there ever will be because I don't know that I'd be able to, like, be cool and funny if I was freaking out,
1: you know? (laughs) Would you be cool and funny if you had RuPaul on?
0: I would be. It would just, yes, I would. I would get it together. But I would be like, holy fuck, you don't even understand. My whole life revolved around RuPaul. As a child, I was obsessed with her. I did not understand, like, the complexity of what drag was. I had no idea. I just thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world and still do.
1: I like it when you have Max on, your best friend.
0: Me too. I love him. (laughs) He's a good (laughs) guest.
1: He seems that he can go toe-to-toe with you on the uh, verbal assault.
0: He verbally assaults me basically every single day. It's, (laughs) like, the basis of our friendship and I just fully take it up the butt from him and I deserve every second.
1: <laughs> now, like I, like I've told you, my daughter is your biggest fan. And she said, uh, if she could ask you one question, she would want to know why did you start calling your dog Leo Richard?
0: <laughs> you know, it's a good question. I have no fucking clue. I literally just woke up one day and started calling him Richard. And my husband was like, it just like fully jumped on board. And then we just, changed his name to richard but it's back to leo now it's you know it depends it goes back and forth i during the course of the day i probably call him it's like a 50 50 shot richard or leo but but it's probably a little bit more richard now
1: okay your poor dog is probably so confused
0: you know i think it keeps him young because we're like (laughs) mentally stimulating him by like just it's like a rebirth you know
1: He's confused all the time, so he has to really, really keep his uh, synapses firing to understand who, who's calling him. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, at the end of my podcast, I'm always asking, what podcast do you listen to or what podcasters do you love or could you recommend?
0: Right. So in uh, the pursuit of total transparency, I, I could totally lie to you and give you a, like a pre-rehearsed list. But the truth is that I don't listen to many podcasts just because I don't want to compare myself. I don't want to, like, copy anybody's rhythm accidentally. I feel like that happens a lot. I've seen it happen with myself where people will send me clips of things where people are completely jacking, you know, something that I've been saying for years. and, And that just happens, you know. So I don't listen to many podcasts. I... Love Lauren Evers and Michael Bostick from The Skinny Confidential. I'm friends with them. I work with them. They've been just amazing, not only to me, but to female podcasters. And they have, like, a very well-thought-out, uh just really great, great podcast that if you're into health or wellness, you know, I highly recommend it. Um, I've listened to uh, Two Dope Queens, which I think is pretty funny and you know just mine really
1: <laughs> well yours is pretty good and it, pretty good. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty good and I think I think you're doing okay for yourself um, it's funny because when I ask this question sometimes I get a lot of the you know same answers for people if they're kind of in the same genre but when I asked Annabelle DeSisto she mentioned you and also Taylor Strecker I interviewed her she's also a friend of mine and she mentioned you and she said she didn't know you but because you're mutually friends with Stasi, she thought you guys could get together and then she decided maybe it wouldn't be a good idea because you would cancel each other out with your um f bombs and your and your uh, uh loud behavior
0: yes and we actually just met last, was it last week or the week uh the week before I think we went out uh, I did her podcast, and then we went to lunch with her girlfriend and Stassi, and we had a great time.
1: Okay. Well, I will once again put out my cry, uh, as I do on every podcast, to please have Stassi come on my podcast. And I think if I just mention her enough, maybe uh, I'll wear her down and she'll do it. For sure. Um, so your Instagram stories are great, and I uh, I look forward to them every day. I hope I'm going to get a good one of Leo slash Richard today. Oh, so so, well. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you on all the social media sites.
0: Um, I am on Instagram at Jackie Schimmel, that's S-C-H-I-M-M-E-L, and then it's the same on Twitter, and um, and then my podcast just The Bitch Bible.
1: Okay, well, I highly recommend everyone listen to The Bitch Bible, and again, if you're not a fan of cursing or, you know, some controversial subjects. Maybe don't listen, but I think that uh, most of my listeners would really enjoy it and be amazed at the way you can just off the cuff talk about anything for, you know, a solid 45 minutes. So it's pretty impressive.
0: It's, you know, it's less impressive and more frightening. And like, I definitely have some type of a mental problem, but you know, I'll take, I'll take impressive.
1: Well, that's fine. We benefit from it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thanks so much.